Support for this podcast comes from Monster. Monster takes your open positions to hard-to-reach passive candidates on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and hundreds of sites across the web. While their Swipe Right mobile app presents active job seekers with the most relevant opportunities and can increase mobile applications fourfold. What's more, Monster inspire customers to attract diverse talent and grow their employer brand. To find out how Monster can help you find, manage and champion the talent you deserve, visit monster.co.uk slash better talent. That's monster.co.uk slash better talent. Monster, in your corner. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 118 of the Recruiting Future podcast. The HR and recruitment technology industry is currently experiencing an explosion in innovation, investment and growth. Change and disruption seem to be occurring at a bewildering pace and it's very difficult for anyone to keep up with what's going on. To help make sense of all this complexity, I'm delighted that my guest this week is George LaRocque. George is Principal Analyst and Founder of HR Wins, and a very close observer of the HR technology market. To hear his insights, just keep listening. Hi George, and welcome to the podcast. Matt, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. My absolute pleasure. Could you introduce yourself and tell everyone a little bit about you? Sure. I'm George LaRock, the principal analyst and founder at HR Wins. Uh, I'm a market analyst and advisor in the HR technology space. I've been in the market for uh, over 27 years. I, I spent the first 10 years uh, in as a practitioner, I came out of uh, third-party staffing, moved on to employer side, recruiting, um, ran a consulting firm, then moved to the technology side for about 10 years, launched a, a few of the larger uh, brands in the talent space. Uh, and then the last seven, I spent 10 years there. And then the last seven years have been uh, in this, an uh, in evolution into this uh, market analyst and advisor role starting through uh, consulting. And it's been, uh, you know, I, I think the last, you know, certainly the last seven years and probably the last three years has been uh, really, really interesting from an HR technology um, standpoint. There, there just seems to be so much investment in this space at the moment. I know I know that you do some, uh, some tracking and some monitoring um, of those kind of levels of investment. Um, What's going on? Why, why is there so much investment in the HR technology space? Well, that, that's a great question. And uh, there are a lot of factors that, you know, that feed into that, you know, why are, are people investing? Um, I think, um, it, you know, the easy answers are, you know, there's so much innovation and, and you know, there's, there's so much new technology and new ways to solve you know, business problems. But, but I think the bigger story is about uh, the market growth uh, for HR tech. So what, what I mean by that is um, the, we're realizing now that 
the the B B two B business to business HR tech market globally is is a lot larger than uh, we previously realized. Uh, that's my my opinion. Um, there are you know the, those macro trends like you know just access to technology and and disruption happening across you know technology within employers, um, but also emerging markets and emerging market segments. So I'm seeing more. Uh, global um, uh, development of HR technology and adoption of HR technology, as well as adoption of HR technology by smaller companies. It used to be largely focused on on the large enterprise players, um, and now you know small to medium sized companies are creating a bigger market. And of course, the pace of innovation, um, how fast this stuff is coming at us, um, and the lower cost to develop technology means there are more entrepreneurs, more people with, you know, innovative solutions, and then um, investors who uh, want to uh, fuel that and and obviously take advantage of it to to make some money on the back end. So I think those are that, that's a, you know, sort of thumbnail sketch, if you will. So within that, um, I know that um, talent acquisition is a space that, that that you watch and you've seen a huge um, a huge amount of um, investment. Um, it, it just seems that that, that that that's a space that's getting more and more complicated in terms of the types of technologies that are available. Um, what what sort of categories are you seeing in the talent acquisition? space in terms of um you know technology companies uh, coming through and being funded well uh the surprising this is surprising to me i don't know how you know the audience will, will feel about it but what was what's surprising to me is that uh job boards are the in in within talent acquisition based on the data that i have you know for last year that was the largest category of investment um and I, when you step back you know up close, I think, wow, we've been at this job board thing for so long. And yes, some of them try to provide additional services and call themselves marketplaces. Um, but in large part, they're just matching candidates and jobs. And, you know, it seems that, um, you know, it, it just surprises me that we're still generating, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in in investment in that category. But then when you step back, it, it, you realize it's from a business model perspective, if you can get it right within a segment, if you can add value to candidates, um, uh, employers will pay for that match for those quality candidates and candidates will come if you're adding value and, and making those connections. So it's a you know, when you when you do the math on on paper, you know, from a business model perspective, it's very attractive to investors. Um, I I haven't seen anything from an innovation perspective on that on that front that jumped out at me from a technology perspective. Nothing's really knocked my socks off there, uh, but but that's the big category. Now there are some new things happening that are kind of exciting, largely around um, selection. So there's there's this whole I, I think a new category is is emerging um, that involves um, assessments, um, not traditional survey based assessments, although that that can be a small part of it, but more passive assessments that are easier for employers to 
um, analyze their entire pipeline of candidates. It involves um, innovative technologies like, um, a, you know, we're thinking about um, artificial intelligence and machine learning to impact things like, um, you know, improving bias in recruiting and uh, improving uh, diversity and inclusion and, uh, and, and for skills matching as well. Um, so there, there's this, there's this, I think, new, uh, similar to what happened with recruitment marketing over the last, you know, six or seven years, I think there's this new selection. Um, it, and I, I don't want to call it selection. It, I don't know what it will be called yet, but this new category emerging in that space. I'm seeing some, um, a lot, both investment and existing vendors investing in their product roadmaps to to go at that that part of the process. You mentioned um, artificial intelligence and machine learning there and they were certainly the um they've certainly been the sort of the 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 big buzzwords of the last uh, of the last 18 months in this in this space you also mentioned in the job board space you're not seeing much in the way of um technology innovation um do, do you think that the 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 talk of artificial intelligence is just spin or is there is there genuinely um some really interesting developments in that space AI and and machine learning, it is, you know, I, it's hard to have a conversation without dropping that those buzzwords these days. Um, I do believe that we're at, uh, you know, the very beginning of this hype cycle. Um, there, there, is, there, there is no doubt in my mind that uh, that those technologies are going to have uh, material impact. Um, on HR in general, recruiting, HR, etc. Um, I, uh, I, you know, like we do in this space of, uh, you know, analysts, bloggers, and influencers, we're on the front end of this, looking at it closely. Um, we're probably a couple of years away from really understanding where the impact is, and most of the solutions that I've seen are in exactly the same place. They're, they're not really leveraging, um, uh, the AI they're, they're developing their AI and machine learning and learning with their customers. Uh, and so we're, we're far away from really understanding it. And I think every report that I've, that I've read that is, that looks closely at it would, would tell you that. Um, but it's, it's definitely a thing. It's definitely coming. Um, some of it will, um, will just be features that, uh, are invisible to the end user, but make their lives easier. Some of the, some of it, um, uh, may be more of a, of a product, but I, I see a lot of what's happening, um, as, so for example, in, um, uh, in the analytics space, I think we're going to see next this year uh, more um, in application analytics and, and reports that are that are driven by the user's behavior. Uh, if they're running certain reports, um, you know that the the machine can be good at um, making suggestions uh, based on the data that you're looking at. Um, 
other other data elements to bring into the picture or other reports to uh, to run. Um, there's an awful lot of complexity in that on the back end, but the user would see that as just a very neat feature, a very useful feature. I um, mean, it can get more complicated than that, but but it's I think that's um, you know when I look at the general VC market, I'm seeing a lot of deals in the broad data analytics space that are starting to um, explore. Uh, leveraging, you know, AI and machine learning to to give a better um, data experience to users. And right now in the HR space and in the recruiting space, it's just companies like IBM or um, with Watson or uh, some of the platform players who have been at it for a long time who have enough data uh, to really address this. But we'll start to see a wave of solutions um, uh, less analytics platforms and more um, analytics, you know, tools that are embedded in platforms. Talking about the the sort of users of um, all all of all of all of these tools and the, the you know the 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 client the client base. Um, do do you think that there's not sort of a, a lot of confusion in the market with so much technology out there? Um, and is it possible that some of this technology is actually moving faster um, than than uh, the the clients are kind of willing to adopt it? And is is that a good or a bad thing? Uh, it's ab- it's absolutely. Uh, moving faster than anyone can keep up with it. My my job is to try to keep up with it, and it's just it's it's overwhelmingly fast right now. There's so much happening out there. So I so when it's not your job to keep up with it, when your job is to uh, manage recruiting for a large employer, um, you know, and you're you know coming into a process, a distinct process to now evaluate what's available, it's incredibly overwhelming. Um, there, and, and, you know, th- another issue along with the technology moving quickly is that a challenge we've always had is, um, and it's not unique to um, recruiting software, but everybody sounds the same, right? We're all we're all addressing the same, uh, you know, issue, which is um, either, you know, issues, right? Uh, hiring, hiring faster, hiring uh, better, or hiring better people faster. Uh, so, uh, so looking at that, right, everybody's messaging to the same um, the same high level business issues. Uh, so it gets very confusing for the, uh, for the practitioners and the, the talent acquisition leaders out there. Um, I think it's good and bad, right? I, I think, um, innovation is good, um, out of, out of this innovation, um, comes, you know, you know, new solutions and, uh, and there has been a, an incredible amount of adoption of technology in the HR space overall. Um, and I, uh, I I tend to um, believe that the better solutions do rise to the top, um, o- you know, over time. Uh, I think it's, um, you know, employers need, they would be smart to look for help um, to make sense of it all. Um, and, and uh, you know, before diving into just, you know, looking at solutions to doing a fair amount of research to really understand what's happening out there. Um, and, uh, you know, to, to try to make sense of it and, and understand, you know, what fits where within their, their enterprise. 
One of the things that I've noticed is that uh, a number of solution providers uh, seem to be partnering up to sort of offer uh, joint offerings to uh, to, to clients um, at the moment. Um, do you think that's a trend? Is that a way of um, cutting through the noise and uh, make helping employers understand what they do and, and how they might work together? I, I, there's definitely uh, an advantage uh, from a... Um from an education perspective and a marketing perspective um, in, with those partnerships. Um, I think uh, there's also, um, you know, the number one issue that I've identified the last two years with the employers that I've surveyed and that I've also worked with in the field, um, the number one issue around technology is um, integration. And the way it normally is articulated is they, they, they want these systems to work together. Um, we, we used to believe that um, there was a battle between platforms and point solutions, but in actuality, what, I, what, I'm, what I'm realizing, uh, what the markets realized is that the buyer doesn't really care. The buyer just wants the um, features that they want and they want them to work together. I think um, any technology that has been developed since you know, 2010 has been largely been developed on platforms that have um, you know, open APIs, application programming interfaces. So in theory, the ability to integrate is, um, it, you know, whether it's easier or more straightforward or just more open, um, it, it helps address that uh, issue for the for the end user and smart vendors understand this and uh, and they're they're looking for ways uh, to integrate into um, they're, they're less concerned about owning the desktop and more more concerned with um, supporting the customer and so they're looking for ways to add that um, you know integrated value um, you know to the to the customer. A bit earlier, you mentioned that in, in the recruiting space in particular, um, a lot of the vendors are kind of sort of aiming themselves at the same business problem. Do you think there's actually a good understanding of the problems that talent acquisition professionals are, are facing? Um, do you think the, um, you know, the vendors are actually addressing the, 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 the real issues or are they heading in the wrong direction? It's, as you might expect, there's a, there's a, there's a curve. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I think there, uh, there, there are clearly, um, uh, vendors, uh, and individuals, uh, you know, within, you know, any vendor that take, uh, an approach where, uh, their first goal is to understand the, the customer and and understand the the discipline. Um, and some vendors make a concerted effort to, you know, bring people in who can add that perspective. Um, at the same time, I see a lot of especially early stage vendors where, um, you know, the, the thing about recruiting, recruiting technology, get that there are more um, early stage, you know, startups, there are more VC deals, um, there than any other category in HR tech. A part of that is because the challenge in recruiting, um, we, we've all experienced it in our career. We've either been a candidate or part of an interviewing process or a hiring manager or an executive, um, you know, feeling the pain or, or we've been all of those things. So the, the business, the, the, the fundamental um, challenge in recruiting 
um, you know, finding good people and matching them to jobs and making hiring decisions faster sounds simple. Um, and in many ways it is until you try to scale it across different industries and, um, you know, to it, large organizations that then have compliance issues, um, uh, the ever, you know, ch the ever changing, um, uh, candidates expectations, uh, in the market. Uh, so it's, I see a lot of early stage, uh, recruiting technology vendors, um, where I, I honestly wonder if they've Googled recruiting technology before they they show me their product, uh, because they're, they're, yeah, I hear a lot of we're the first ever, you know, and it's wow, I've been doing this a long time and I can't count how many I've seen that have done this. And it doesn't mean that they can't have a good business or they can't scale a business or or make money or or be uh, profitable, but um, but it but it does um, it does beg for some perspective on the market. And, uh, norm and those vendors who make it through that stage, um, realize, you know, I, I always, I like to say they, they scrape their knees a little bit, right? They, they, they learn that they don't know what they don't know. And then they go and get that perspective either by hiring people, uh, or working with customers or working with consultants or analysts or whomever, or all of the above, um, to get that perspective. And those are the ones who emerge, um, and, uh, and, uh, you know, end up getting some, you know, more substantial traction in, in my opinion. What surprised you most about HR technology in the last few years? Um, well, I'll, I'll tell you this right, this moment right now, um, with this, um, convergence of the markets, um, you know, the market growing based on those, those things I talked about earlier, um, and this, uh, uh, the, what what we can do with the technology, um, whether it's automation or whether it's some of the uh, emerging trends that we talked about, AI and machine learning, this moment um, feels like uh, more like 1997, where we started to take companies onto the web and there was this great shift, right, um, uh, bringing you know, B2B processes, and in this case, recruiting and HR onto the web and into the cloud. That was that was an incredible time um, where um, there was a great shift. And this this feels more like that uh, than any time since that 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 period. So um, it's I think for in large part, um, you know, we've had incremental innovation um, since, you know, 2000 one right 2002 when the when the bubble burst but the um but but at at this point i'm starting to see uh you know big opportunities for technology in the middle market um uh for point solutions in the enterprise space uh i you know it's an exciting time so that itself has been a surprise um and i would i would say the uh, the other thing that I would add, you know, historically, we've had a perspective of the recruiting users and the HR users as, um, as uh, you know, uh, technology averse, right? Uh, they're experts in their process, but not in using technology. And time has marched on. And all of the assumptions that you would make about 
the users of these technologies are out the window. So technologies or things that might not have been adopted uh, you know, 10 years ago uh, because of that technology aversion, just because of the shift, you know, t- people are you know, younger, people are 10 years older now. Um, and there's an entire generation that's entered the workforce uh, that is digitally native. So all of those assumptions about those users and about the leaders are out the window. And um, so I think we're going to see some exciting things happening in the application of these technologies, as well as innovation in the the disciplines themselves. We're certainly living in interesting times. Um, and I suppose that sets up my my, my final question, really. Um, and and, it, and it's kind of probably a summary of um, uh, what you've talked about so far. But what uh, what's really sort of on your radar for 2018? What, what out of all the trends that we've talked about? What um, you know, what, what should people be keeping uh, a, a very close eye on? The, the recruiting and HR markets tend to be a, a, a little bit behind uh, the, the, the broader business-to-business uh, marketplace uh, and the consumer side with, um, with uh, uh, on the, when you think about candidates and candidate experience and job boards and things. Um, I, I do believe, while I mentioned earlier that so far I haven't seen anything that, um, that really struck me as innovative in that sort of candidate-facing job board market, I, I do believe that we're going to start to see um, some uh, some plays that look like completely candidate centric uh, solutions, uh, where they're they're monetized on the back end with the data the data that they capture. So in today's world, um, these these marketplaces and job boards ultimately bow to the employer because that's where the that's the 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 revenue it's an ad driven revenue model right um, so uh, so my experience is about pushing ads in front of users and ultimately while I may start very pure with my candidate experience I it ultimately falls apart because I I've got to find ways to get everybody's ads in front of everyone and nobody likes that um, ads being jobs right in this in this example um, where we're moving is to a place where um, I believe you can provide real value with the, with the shifts in the market where people are uh, becoming more contingent, uh, more freelance based over the next you know five ten years or if not I mean today we're probably at thirty five to forty percent of the the market um, being contingent. Um, individuals, companies are starting to make decisions that are le- uh, game day decisions. Uh, as to whether I'm hiring a uh, full-time employee, a contractor, a freelancer, a temp, whatnot. Um, individuals are going to start making those same decisions. Um, and there's an entire uh, approach there that needs to be candidate-centric, uh, not just offering jobs, but offering them the ability to represent themselves and to uh, to train themselves up to handle those same types of decisions, um, and I, I believe the the those will won't be necessarily paid for by the candidates, but the data that will be captured on the back end will be so valuable to employers and RPOs and and other folks. I, I think there's we'll start to see that emerge in in 2018. Otherwise, um, I think again as I mentioned earlier, um, we're 
our analytics um, approach in the market has been more of, you know, implementing, um, uh, you know, a, a business intelligence tool that sits in the enterprise and sucks data in. It's an integration play. I think we're going to see much smarter approaches to analytics, leveraging um, machine learning and AI. We'll start to see them enter the market. They won't be, you know, refined and polished. But that's that's a big area uh, as well. George, thank you very much for talking to me. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed the conversation. My thanks to George LaRocque. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, in Stitcher, or via your podcasting app of choice. The show also has its own dedicated app, which you can find by searching for Recruiting Future in your app store. If you're a Spotify user, the podcast is also available there. You can find all the past episodes at www.rfpodcast.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to the mailing list and find out more about working with me. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next week and I hope you'll join me. This is my show. Thank you.